You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fox on the Wire. Today, we zoom across the Pacific Ocean all the way from Melbourne, Australia to Nashville, Tennessee in the USA. I'll be speaking with Chuck Feltner from the band The White Wolves. You may remember that name, The White Wolves. Back on episode number 26, we spoke with Todd Berman from The White Wolves. Now we're getting the other side of the story today from Chuck Feltner. Before we get into today's show, I just wanted to invite everybody to join me on my socials. Fox on the Wire on Facebook, Fox on the Wire on Instagram, Fox on the Wire at Twitter. And if you go to acousticfox.com.au slash foxonthewire, you can easily access all the podcast platforms and listen to your favourite episode. Uh, if you have any suggestions or feedback for the show, please email me at foxonthewire at gmail.com. That's F-O-X-X. Welcome once again to everybody who's tuning in. This is episode number 39 with Chuck Feltner of the White Wolves, all the way from Melbourne to Nashville, Tennessee. Enjoy. Chuck Feltner, welcome to Fox on the Wire. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me, Craig. Thank you. Nice to uh, be able to connect with you all the way from Melbourne to to Nashville. I was going to say, you just woke up, crawled out of bed. I did, man. It's a it's a Saturday morning for me, so yeah. I'm catching up on some sleep for the, from the whole week. So, there you go. but I'm here. <laughs> I've had here some coffee. <laughs> hey, we're making it happen. <laughs> Congratulations on hitting a hundred thousand Spotify streams for the White Wolf single. I won't be around. Thanks. Yeah, that's a uh, baby steps. You know, for us, it's it's a great thing. You know, it all came organically and. You know, it's nice just to see somebody likes what we do. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, it had a good little run. It's great. You know, we had lots of people comment and write back and tell us how much they love the song. So it's been great. Yeah, it's a great song, great video. Thank you. Thank um, you. So with that, with that song, you worked with uh, Joe West, who's worked with Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, and Justin Timberlake. Oh, Joe West is a beast. He has worked with everybody that you can possibly, from Shakira to death metal bands, uh, Toby. He's written number one hits for Toby Keith. He's the man, yeah. Wow. Wow. So is he Nashville-based? He's Nashville-based, yeah. He was out of New York City. I actually uh, helped design his house. I was doing interior design for 15 years, and that's how I met him. Wow. It's because we were friends because I helped design his house. And then. uh, it's kind of interesting how that all went down because it's it's a little weird when you're an interior designer and that's what they hire you for. But then, like most of my clients are in the music business, one way or another, as an artist yeah. or a manager or producer. And then, like, I don't want to talk to them about that side of it. So, another yeah. one of my clients that was really good friends with Joe, I showed him some stuff that I was doing. He's like, "Have you checked out what Chuck's been doing?" Joe's like, "I didn't even know he played music." So we, I played him the first, or he played him the first single that we came out with, uh, and he he texted me. He's like, "What are you What are you doing? Like, I didn't even know you're doing this stuff." So that's kind of it's kind of funny how I knew him and I was friends with him, but he, we kind of got in on the back side of it because I didn't bring it to him, and then he mm-hmm. uh, the project. So he really wanted to work with us, and we ended up having the perfect song for him to help us out with for sure. He Fantastic! Took it to the next level. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's such a was great that, guy. Um, that was obviously the first time you've worked with, with him. Correct. Um, is there plans or have you worked with him again on more songs? Uh, nothing of ours in particular. So uh, he runs an apprentice academy where he teaches people how to produce, basically, mix and produce. Wow. Um, so he came to me asking me if we wanted to record a song, and I was helping one of my buddies kind of get his feet off the ground. So I've worked with other bands with Joe to bring him in for the Apprentice Academy. So they, so he's like, hey, man, you want to come in and record some songs for free? So I was trying to help a buddy out, my, my buddy Taylor Martin. So another super awesome guy here in Nashville you probably need to speak to one day. Yeah, love to. Yeah, but Joe West, man, he's a, he is a phenomenal – he's like – the Swiss army knife of Nashville. Cause you pretty much anything you throw in front of him, he knows how to do it. And if he yep. doesn't, he's going to learn and he'll do it better than anybody you can ever met. Yep. Yeah. He's wow. killer. I really liked the vocals on that song. Like how in the chorus, that was sort of, you know, almost, um, or really pulled back, you know, in the chorus, you generally feel like you got to ramp everything up, but you know, it was such a laid back approach. Uh, I thought, was that Ryan Steele on vocals, yeah? Yeah, which is kind of funny is I found Ryan Steele at a house party. So one of my friends is a hair and makeup artist, uh, and she helped us with our first video. She did all the hair and makeup, and it was so elaborate. We covered people like girls with mud, and it's – it's, but uh, – yeah, so she said, hey, won't you come see my boyfriend? He's trying to raise money to create an album. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go see this kid play in the basement of some like house studio or something like that. I never do that kind of stuff. And I went, and as soon as Ryan opened his mouth, there's like 20 people in this basement, and I'm just sitting up there like, holy crap. I'm like, who yeah. is this guy? And what is this voice? And I'm sending, I'm sending Todd like little videos of him singing. Todd's like, nah, I don't feel it. I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> like he's like, nah, I don't feel it. So we try to find a singer for I won't be around forever. We probably spent six to eight months searching through different singers, sifting through different singers, couldn't find the right person. I go, remember that guy that I sent you, Ryan Steele? He's like, all right, well, let me let me re-listen to him. So we went back, and he saw some videos and stuff he does. He goes, actually, he's phenomenal. So Joe West never even met the kid, never even heard his voice until the moment we brought him in the studio. Joe's like, can this kid pull it off? I'm like, don't worry. Todd's never met the kid, the guy, before we even brought him in the day in the studio to record the song. It's only been through, like voice memos and things like that we worked on. Ryan came in and slayed it and just killed and everybody's jaw is just laying on the floor like who is this guy like where did he come from <laughs> like fed him on a house party wow. well that's amazing yeah um so i chatted with todd uh back on episode number 26 earlier this year yeah and he sort of explained that the the whole concept of the white wolves is basically uh, releasing singles yep. and sort of having people come in and work with you and and Todd. So you just sort of search for a singer basically for each song, each yeah. single. Every you, single. You're right. It makes it a little yeah. – it's been difficult, but it's been so rewarding because, you know, typically when you're in a band, you have a singer. So you write songs around your singer. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We write whatever the heck we want to write. So if we want to write a country song or uh, I won't be around, you know, it's like Hall Notes meets Al Green, you know. So we wrote that song. We're like, all right, we've got something. What do we do with it? Who do we get to sing it? You know, so then we have to find the appropriate singer for the song. It's like, how can, yeah, we need to find someone that can do justice to the song. And that's a little backwards, typically. I mean, there's like DJs and things like that that do that for certain people and re- do remixes and things like that. But yeah, it gets a little difficult, but it's so rewarding when you find that right voice for the song that you hear in your head, you know. And Ryan's a perfect example of that. Yeah, so you're obviously very patient. You don't sort of just grab anyone who's almost available and no. sort of say that'll do you can't um, cut corners we can't so that's yeah. part of what we do it's like if we're going to do it we're going to do it right and we're going to mm. doesn't matter how long oh, we haven't released a song in over a year we've had mm. songs wow. you know so we started writing a song called run uh, we we're developing our sound and we went to la over a year ago and recorded it with our producer out in la well, the girl that was going to sing it was great voice. She just wasn't what we felt like we needed on there. <laughs> What's up, Kat? And uh, <laughs> we uh, we still haven't found the right singer for that song, and we're not going to release it until we do. You know, so yeah. And on the other half of it, it's kind of hard because you know people that we want to sing on it really don't know who we are, and we're still trying to prove ourselves to people in this whole concept. It's it's a it's it's a little bit of it's a lot for someone to soak up without really understanding and seeing how it's almost like a wolf pack or it's this group of musicians that we have a rotating door that we bring in and out of all the time. Uh, but everybody that's done it with us so far, like knock on wood, it's been a blessing and everybody's had a blast and it's been mutually beneficial for everybody. Yeah, each song's been quite different too. Completely. And that's the beauty of it. We can, as a writer, you want to be able to write what you want to write and showcase it the way you want to showcase it. Now, the way music is being digested nowadays with Spotify and iTunes, and it's a singles world, you're not locked in to a 10 to 12 song album and with the same singer. We can basically retrofit every single to that singer. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit easier on a on a release. Uh, side of it but it's it's a lot harder on the front end trying to build the team and find the appropriate musicians that need to be filled in the appropriate singer for each single so it's a time-consuming thing yeah it's like albums are too much to digest for people in general yeah now well at least it is over here at least (laughs) yeah i think the same here too like i'm i'm definitely an albums guy yeah and um yeah, in terms of being a listener, a music fan, and uh, being a musician myself, um, so I've done two albums. I'm ready to do some some more recording, but I think I'm going to go with the singles yeah. option this time around. You know, just too many songs get left behind on on the album, and that's when the you price. It. You know, but it's like yeah. you almost want an album though. On the other flip side of it, because. People like you and me, like if I find a song that I love, the first thing I do yeah. is dive in the album. Like I want to hear more. So mm-hmm. that's been one of our struggles so far is we only have three songs out. So it's yeah. like people really can't get to know us in our journey because we're only releasing one song at a time. So we've actually spent this past, Todd and I have spent this entire year writing. 
we've written a 20 song we've written 20 songs we're going to turn it into wow. an album but we're going to release three-fourths of it as singles so we might have a we'd say it's a 10 song album we might release seven singles and then we're going to release the last three last to tie the whole picture in together so yeah. then, re- then release it as an album at the end of it so you kind of get the best of both worlds yeah, so we might release yeah. one single month. You know, we we haven't worked out all the details or anything yet, but it's like every single on the first or the like first Friday of every month, it give you a taste, and then you can start building this picture of what this album was actually written about over time. It kind of keeps you a little bit more invested. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. You guys have got a, a studio set up in the house, yeah, where you record everything or most things. Yeah, so Todd, uh, he's been such a uh, vagabond. This is his entire adult <laughs> life because he's been on tour managing. He's been on the road playing. Yeah, he's been tour managing for Steve Earle or whoever. So now he's finally set some roots here in town with all this COVID stuff, and he bought him a little uh, apartment, and we turned it into a studio. Yeah, state of the art studio. So we've been doing all of our demos and everything over there, and it's been great to have a little home base. Yeah. So he's been stuck at home, has he? Uh huh. He loves it. <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> yeah. loves it. He's such a little homebody now. I love it. He like <laughs> has a little place like all put together. And what I love about Todd is he's OCD. So like mm. he is a clean freak. You walk in the house and it smells like bleach. I'm like, what have you been doing? He goes, I've been cleaning. I love it. He goes, this is where everything is. This is where it belongs. This is where it's going to stay. And it's like perfect wow. because I'm not that way. And we're so opposite in a lot of things. But we're, And that's what makes us work is like we can just feed off each other and learn. So it's a great partnership. So what brought you two together originally? That's a funny story. Uh, let's see where to start. I was looking for – I was transitioning out of interior design. I was just got burnt out of it. I did it for 15 years. Treated me very well, but I just was not there mentally anymore or creatively. It just wasn't fun to me. So I wanted to uh, – I wanted to dive into the music world. It's always been a passion of mine. And I've always uh, treated it as a hobby, not really a profession. So I was in this transition where I was like, I'm going to put my neck out there. I'm going to see if there's a great band that I could be a part of. So I was talking to one of my friends. They're like, yeah, one of my buddies is looking for a bass player. So I went. I tried out. And he's like, yeah, you can be in the band tonight. I'm like, okay. So I dive in. I'm just like, let's play some music. Screw it. So anyways, the guy that I, the band that I was in, Todd, was renting a room from him. At the time, in this house. So you had, like, Todd Berman lived upstairs. You had Jason Todd from Shinedown. Like, this house was just packed full of musicians wow. coming in and out all the time. So Jay, that's when the first time I met Todd. It's the first time I met Jason. And uh, come to find out, the whole band thing was not what I was. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. And this is, you know, this is not my scene. It was almost like we had two different bands. We had like Jason Todd and me, and we were the crazy ones on one side of the stage. We were running and dancing, and you got the other side with these younger kids that are talented musicians, but they're just standing up there playing. And like, I'm just like, we're like, no, this ain't right. So then, like, Todd and I became really good friends because of that. We're like, all right, you know, you seem like a cool guy. So we hung out for six to eight months before we even started writing together. One day, we're like, hey, uh, what do you think about writing? And I'm like, I'm like, well, actually, I told him that. I was like, what do you think about you know writing? We've gone through so many past experiences that are very similar. And I was like, 
it might be kind of fun. So then we did it, and our first song we ever wrote was Burning It Down, which is our first song that we wow. released. And we're like, we actually, this is kind of fun, and this sounds semi-decent. Like, maybe we can try this again. So we wrote another song, and then we wrote another song, and it just worked out. And then we're like, we're going to release these for fun. We're like, if one person is affected by them and they love them, wonderful. And then as time progresses, we are too smart not to do anything with them, but we were really weren't motivated to do anything crazy with them because we just got burnt with bands and stuff in the past. So that's uh, that's where our friendship basically came from. It's just we kind of confided in each other because we were going through similar life experiences, and he wanted to get out of this house he was staying in, and I wanted to play music and write, and so we just started writing. Cool. Just came together. Pretty much. It's been the most yeah. organic partnership friendship that i've ever been a part of and it's been wonderful Mm. so far and it sounds like the way that you know like the way that you found um uh, ryan for your last song like it's kind of things just line up for you guys along the way like Like it has has so far not i mean it's been a blessing like i mean it's not been easy you know what i mean no it's been such a learning curve for me coming Todd's been in this world he's been in in the music world for his entire life I mean that's what his passion was uh me not so much I've been in it on the other side as in like uh the the interior design working with musicians so I've seen everything kind of happen from the side of the stage but never been on the stage in that sense so it's been a learning curve for sure for me just to realize things don't move as fast as I want them to in the music industry and and it's hard to like even get people to even listen to you you know so i've i've had to swallow a few jagged pills over the past few years just to like i'm like why why can't we make this happen why can't this happen now and and todd's like y'all you just need to calm down this is the natural process this is how things work not everything happens on your time i'm like really so it's like yeah so, yeah, it's been interesting, but I'm so excited about what we've been working on. I finally feel like we've got something, you know what I mean, like a sound, something we want mm. to talk about, and we've been experimenting with synths and all these different sounds, and it's we're, we're patiently waiting now to see what's going to happen next. You guys have got a good thing going there, I think, you know, with with your friendship, obviously, and your songwriting partnership, and then your ability to sort of find the people that you need and, yeah, you know, yeah. really work together and be patient. So, uh, yeah, everything every- you've released so far has been very different, but it's all been, you know, top notch. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, yeah well, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, he brought a lot of contacts to the table and so did I so it's been very mutually beneficial you know Uh, and just to not skimp on certain players like I'll always play bass guitar on any of the tracks Todd always plays rhythm you know and then some lead parts but it's like if we want to have a specific sound we're not afraid like every all the time it's different drummer different lead guitar player different uh, keyboardist or whatever you know it's like whatever's specifically right for that song so we, our first thing we told each other is we're not going to cut corners. It's like we we hear somebody that's perfect for it, no matter what it is, we're going to find that person. We're going to make it happen, and then we've yeah. we've stuck by it. And I think that's why the songs have at least come out as good as they are, is because we get people invested 
behind it compared to yeah. just like trying to chuck them money. You know, it's like you know everybody will take a job for some money if the money is good enough. But it's like if you we want people that are invested in the project and get it and want to be a part of it because of that. Yeah, and it's shined through. I think in some of the songs, for sure. Yeah, I mean you can pay any musician. 200 bucks to come down and record something but there's yeah. obviously a bit more to it with you guys so and yeah it's good that they understand that when they come in so yeah we try um, to make every, not, everybody understand that for sure when i spoke to todd um he said you are you're the visual um aspect of the band basically you you have the vision so that obviously goes back to your previous job as a interior designer yeah I mean, I see, I definitely, I see colors and he sees numbers and lines and things like that. Uh, But don't let him fool you. He's very creative. He just don't want to admit (laughs) it. (laughs) He has great input on everything for sure. But yeah, you know, it's like, we just play on each other's strengths. He knows all about recording. He's gone to school for it. I, I just don't know that world, you know? So I can hear things. I can tell you if it sounds good or if it sounds bad, but why it sounds good or why it sounds bad, I have no clue. And you know what? It's <laughs> fine. That's why we work. And then I'll come up with album covers and vid- like videos and things like that. So all of our videos uh, will bounce with uh, a couple of different guys that make our music videos, and they're very lenient on, you know, it's like, all right, let's try something different. So, yeah, I, I pretty much handle... The creative side. I just heard about nine gunshots go off. I live in the hood. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Bam, 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 bam. It's all good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I'm still here. Oh, man. Did um, COVID-19 stuff up a lot of your plans for the year? Um, it stopped Todd's plans for sure because mm. he's supposed to be on tour. But it's been such a blessing because we wouldn't have finished the album. So we both have just tried to see through the forest and realize that all of this happening has made us both slow down and actually finish what we started. And we, our manager wanted us to do acoustic demos. So we acoustic demoed three fourths of the album. And then she's like, all right, I want you guys to come out and do full out demos. And then we just, dug in and we finally finished all the full out demos and like that wouldn't happen if Todd was on the road. Yeah. That's half the reason why we, we haven't released as many things. Cause when Todd's gone all the time, it's hard for us to write and to come up with songs. Mm-hmm. Shit. We actually wrote uh, revolution. We actually wrote that in two days and recorded it in one day. So Todd was off the road. We're like, we need a wow. song and we just had something <laughs> to talk about. And we sit down, we wrote it in two, like, Start to finish, write, rewrite, all that in two days, and went in the studio and recorded it the, the next day that he was off the road. So sometimes wow. it happens just that fast, but uh, it's been such a nice thing to have freedom of time to really dive in and write things and experiment and uh, try new things. You know, it's like, when's yeah. the last time that you've had this much time to? to dive into a project or learn something new, you know? Mm. So it's been, it's been great. Being creative, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, you know, as, as a creative, a lot of times we're like, oh, we don't, we're not, we don't have time. You know, I gotta, I'll do that later. And you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. 
So it's so easy to push that creative button to the side, but it's like, I think this COVID has pretty much taken away all of those insecurities and excuses. Like, no, you have all the time in the world to be creative. So Mm. I feel like at least here in Nashville, a lot of my friends, they've taken this as a positive thing and really reevaluated their life and realized what they want to do. Some of them have packed up their stuff and they've, Calling back to L.A., you know, mm. and it's it's been a wake up call for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, and it's, we're still sort of getting through it. Like even down here in Melbourne, you know, at the start of this week, we had a well, they call it a spike in cases again, you know, because uh, they've sort of blamed families or big families for getting together and spreading it amongst themselves. So we're sort of gone. Uh, some of the restrictions that had been eased have sort of gone back on. Really? Um, yeah. So it's the still, same way here. Cause Cause we're, we're, we're in winter now, so. Oh, really? So, yeah, the summer is probably better because it's hotter. Yeah. 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 It's the same here because now like, they're releasing all the restrictions and now they're tightening everything back up because it's spiking yeah. again. And I'm so over it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I just want Yeah, man. I just want everything to be normal again, go out to see a show yeah. and <laughs> – do you remember all that? What that was like? Being, what is that? Know, it was only last year. I'm pretty sure. You know, it's been the longest year ever. I know. It feels like. I know. But um, yeah, like that creative thing what we're talking about. Like you really do need time to to delve into that and see how far you can take it. Sometimes, oh, and you need, you need time to do that. When you're trying to reinvent, I feel I feel like it takes time. You know. Uh, one of so the gentleman that sung on our second single, Ashley Peacock, uh, he was one of my best friends and mentors, and he told me one time he goes, "Creativity is like a river; it's always flowing." And as a creator, it's your job to figure out how to get down to that river and dip into it anytime you want. So on the flip side of it is, I'm sitting here saying that it's been so nice to have all this time to be experimental and create and then I have excuses, but as a creator, we can create anytime we want. We just got to learn. We got to develop those paths to where we can tap into the source whenever we want to, you know, it might not Mm. be the best thing that comes out, but it's, guess what? We're still creating, you know? And that's, I feel that's where a lot of songwriters get stuck at. They're like, Oh, I don't feel creative tonight. Or I don't, I'm not, it's like, if you want to treat it like an art, you at least have to be learning about your craft, doing something that's keeping the train moving, you know? So that's been, ever since he told me that's kind of been my motto is to learn like, all right, what path do I need to create to get down to that creative river when I don't want to be creative? Mm. And then it's really kind of pushed me. And some of my best songs I've ever written is in times where I wasn't feeling creative at all because I just had to learn the tools to, to, to all right now I'm going to write a verse or I'm going to take this and now I'm going to take this and not just look at it as a creative component but what are the tools that I could use within this to create something creative out of yeah I think it's something that you can always tap into um, I find you know when I'm really tired and I'm just I just can't be bothered doing much like I'll just pick up the acoustic guitar and sort of fumble around and because I'm so almost brain dead, yeah. I'll just something else will sort of channel through, and I'll just come up with this little bit. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, grab your phone, press record, just record it and um, listen to it the next day or whatever. And it's like, oh, I don't even really remember doing that. Nah, How did I right play that? Um, but, yeah, sometimes when your, your guard's down, whether it's because you're so tired or maybe distracted, that's sort of when things sort of just flow out. If you allow them to, sort of like you said. Yeah. But it's cool too, like what, what a little lick can do, you know what I mean? Yeah. What one person might hear in that little lick, they're like, oh, it's three chords or whatever, but then you hear something so much more within that and then that little seed gets planted and turns into this amazing song at the end of it. If you're, if you're lucky, you know what I mean? It doesn't happen yeah. all the time, but it's neat how one of those just little – strum or key or something just sparks and you're like ding like there it is yep <laughs> and you go back in <laughs> off and running oh, for sure you know sometimes you know you've got the whole night ahead of you and you you know i'm gonna write some songs and that's when you can't like you just i don't know you've yeah. focused on doing something but it's just not it's not happening it's a weird thing you just got to be sort of attuned to how you personally can do it i guess and, yeah um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing, but you know, when you um tap onto something or tap into something and you know, you feel like you don't have the time to run with it, that's, that's, that's a frustrating a, thing or, or oh, for sure. when you're in the shower and a lyric hits you, you know, you haven't got your phone, you haven't got a pad and pen in the shower and it's like fuck. That's <laughs> gone. Don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had to learn how to record everything or write it down because I have the worst memory in the world. Uh, and it's gone. When it, especially when it comes to creative stuff. It Like a yeah. lyric. I'll, I'll write lyrics to my own stuff, and I can't remember to save my life. And my girlfriend's in there singing it six months later. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what is that? She goes, you wrote it. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad somebody remembers stuff because I don't. Oh, man, I've got the worst memory. That's why I've got so many notebooks and so many voice memos on my phone. It's just ridiculous. Because I just forget. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, do you and Todd sit down and write lyrics together? Uh, we do. So yep. our writing sp- like process is pretty cool because rarely will I come with him with a finished product or vice versa just because we know that to make it ours, what works about what we do, is he brings in so much knowledge when it comes to he is a nerd when it comes to theory and how songs are put together properly and that's just not my it's just never been my thing you know I'm more of an emotional off the cuff kind of like if I hear that sick guitar sound and that just inspires me I'm like oh like I want to do something with that and then Todd needs to see the bigger picture. So it's kind of neat. Like, I'll come up with a verse and a chorus, and then I'll be like, Todd, what do you think of this? And I'll send it to him. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And then every once in a while, he's like, that's awesome. And then we'll throw in a file, and we'll get, you know, 15, 20 different ideas between the two of us. And we're ready to start writing again. We'll bring those ideas in, and then we'll start developing a sound that's us around that idea. So it might be lyrics. But typically, it's not lyrics first. Usually, we write the lyrics yeah. second. We'll, we'll create a feel, and then when we're ready to actually talk about something, then we'll start writing lyrics down to that. But cool. we're not writers. We just write to write. You know, it's like yeah. So, like we since we wrote the first six to eight months of this past year, we've kind of just stopped. We're like, we need a break. We need time to 
we've got nothing else to talk about. We've talked about everything we want to talk about. We've got it out. Now we're just time to digest and wait and rebuild and re- replenish that 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 writing fuel, you know. Yeah. yeah. So we're all we're just sitting there coming up with little ideas, and we'll throw it in a file. Yeah. And then when we're ready to start writing again, we got something to talk about. Then we'll start writing lyrics. Oh, yeah. Down. Yeah. So in the U.S., um, probably in Nashville in particular, like the songwriting uh, partnership or just just getting together as songwriting songwriters seems like a bit of a thing. Um, uh, is, that, is that true? true? Like, yes. Yeah. Feel, I feel like we don't do that here in Australia or even Melbourne that much. It's it's like a nine-to-five job here for writers. And bless their heart, if that's what they want to do, that's perfectly fine. I just can't function that way. I don't think Todd functions that way. It's There's something really loud. I have no clue. I heard that. <laughs> I have no clue what that was. I don't know. Anyways, um, people, they'll, they'll set up three or four writes in a day with people they've never met and just write and write and write and write. And, uh, you know, if that's how people want to function, that's perfectly fine. I just feel like the quality of songs that you can get, you might get one or two good songs out of a hundred songs you write. You know, it's like there's only so many. As a lyricist, there's only so many things I could talk about within yeah. one day. You know what I mean? I can come up with licks all day long, but it's like if you want to come up with something worth talking about and listening to, it's got to be when I actually have something to talk about. Yeah. So that's kind of how we approach it. You know, we don't we don't set up rights. Uh, like we've got a we've got a right with a girl that we're potentially wanting to have sing on one of our singles to get to know her and everything coming up next week. But that's the first right that Todd and I have done in probably six months. Well, wow. other than us writing together with somebody completely yeah. different. But there's an agenda. You know what I mean? It's like we've got. Yeah a plan to go in and potentially build a relationship with her and start vibing and, and see where it goes to the next thing. One thing that Joe West told us and uh, really made a lot of sense is, he goes, y'all, we can do this song and it could be the best song in the world, but if you have no agenda or no plan for the song, then what's the point of us even doing it? He goes, what's going to take it to the next step? What What is the end-all, be-all goal of this for all of us? Does he mean within the song or like, like just in after general, the like after the song's yeah. done? Like, yeah, you know, is it going to sit on a shelf? Or are you guys going to put on? So he's always trying to help us work at different angles uh, yeah. to get the maximum exposure for each song that he works on. And that mm-hmm. kind of put a new perspective in our head. It's like, you know, why keep on writing with all these different people when you plan on for one, you guys write your own stuff Two, you I'm not really interested in releasing country or anything, you know? So it's like, why spend your time and effort doing all that when there's no end in sight or there's no end goal with that? So it's case he's helped us hone in what we want to accomplish and what we're doing with the product that we come out with. And that's really what we've been doing is trying to come up with a game plan that's, that's efficient for the material that we're going to record and release. Yeah, there's just so much more to it, isn't there? Yeah. When you really dive in, it's not just about writing a song, going in to record it, release it, you know, happy days. Yeah. There's so much more to it and it's it's just mind-blowing really. Um, 
I'm sort of discovering that the more I go along as well. It's like, and that's kind of why I'm taking the singles option this time around. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm going to focus rather than focus 100% on a collective of songs of an album, I'm going to focus that 100% on, well, actually doing two songs. So I'm going to put everything into two songs and um, just really focus on those rather yeah. than trying to do a whole album. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, financially just, smart to do it that way nowadays. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's just the way people digest yeah. music. It's a great thing, and it's a horrible thing at the same time. It's like if you have a, yeah. you want to take somebody on a journey. An album does that, you know. It's like yeah, but the way people are digesting music, they might listen to a White Wolf song, and then they might go listen to an Al Green song. They're making their own playlists, you know. So it's like. Mm. You know, if I want to take someone on a journey nowadays, you could still do that. It's just a longer, drawn-out process, and it's really hard to captivate somebody, I think, through a full album unless they're already invested in you. Yeah, and I guess the best way to do that initially is with a single. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Get, a, get them yeah, yeah, hooked, and then once, yeah. you, once they're hooked, they'll listen to everything you put out. But why yeah. spend all that money creating a 12-song album just for them to only listen to one or two of the songs and they're going to move on to something else. Yeah. It, it's just it's financially and it's just not financially smart to do that anymore. I don't think. Cause it's all about playlists, like you said, and even moods, you know, you know yeah. get the whole mood break up on Spotify, you know, yeah. what's the mood you're in and then, yeah, getting your songs on different playlists and that sort of thing. And, it's a different yeah, world. So, <laughs> so much to think about. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's like it's, it's not just releasing life. music anymore. It's like no. It's almost no. like the hard work starts when you release yeah. it, and then that's where a lot of artists fail, as they spend all this time and all this money recording and releasing, but then they're like, "Oh, I released it. I'm done." I'm like, "No, yeah. that's when you have to start campaigning and like because there's so much clutter." that you have to get through nowadays because everybody can put, put music out there. Everybody can download Spotify and iTunes and listen to anything yeah. you want. So it's hard to keep people's attention or get their attention at all to listen to your stuff. Yeah. So even though it's accessible and it's easier to get, it's harder to get to. And that's where people don't understand. A lot of artists don't understand is it takes mm. time and it takes money and it takes placement to make anything happen. Placement, yeah. I mean, you almost expect, if you're being naive about it, you know, you release it and you're just going to watch it explode into the into the universe. You know, yeah, everyone I mean, will latch onto it, but it just doesn't happen like that. Uh, there is cases. I think pla like, placement is a yeah, but that's rare. You know what I mean? Yeah, very rare that, that happens. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's an exciting and a scary time that we're living in. It really is. Just you know, it's exciting because we can release anything that we want, and it you could do it relatively cheap. You could do it. I could write a song right here and put it. You know, if I really wanted to, but it's yeah. like getting the music in the hands of the fans still mm -hmm. costs a lot of money to make that happen, and that's that's the scary part. You know, it's like people don't understand all the time and effort that goes in to writing and recording a song and. All yeah, the yeah. little minutiae details and things that go behind it, you know, and yeah. uh, 
we just want to make sure that when we do it the next time that it's done the appropriate way. You know? That's kind of what our manager's working on right now is trying to figure out how to take these songs that we have written and how can we make these go the farthest that they possibly can. Let's give them the best platform to land on and, and jump off of. So we're trying to develop that plan right now, but that's kind of where we're at. Which is, yeah. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's exciting because yeah. we feel like we've got something that people are going to connect to, and it's genuine. It's the most real thing that we've ever written, and uh, you know, one way or another, we'll be proud of it. You know, it's like a little baby we're birthing in a weird yeah. way. But it's like we're not going to release it until we feel like we could adequately put it into the hands of everybody. Mm. I.e. placement, i.e. syncing, yeah. uh, finding the right artist to sing on them, finding a record label that could help us potentially fund it the way it needs to be done. You know that. Mm. So we just don't want to cut the corners anymore. We're not going to cut corners. We're going to do it the right way. Sometimes That's it's the sound way. <laughs> but it's the, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll sleep at night knowing we did it the right way. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, part of the reason I started this podcast was – uh, and to keep it like a long form sort of podcast is to get into those finer details that each artist puts into, you know, writing, recording, releasing their music. Yeah. Um, cause there's a lot of work and, you know, I'm sure some people understand, but a lot of people don't maybe realize how much. And I just wanted to use this as a platform to sort of really get in behind the scenes and yeah. show how much work. There's a lot of work in a podcast. Yeah, I found that out too. You know, this is another thing for me to be on the promotion trail with and I'm like, oh, why did I do this? (laughs) It's it's hard hard enough with my own music career and working full time. Um, Yeah, then I start a podcast. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So, So, uh, I don't want to. Keeps me me busy and creative. So, it's all good. No, the podcasts um, are great. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of you ever heard yeah. of Bob Leftset? Uh, Left sets. I think Todd might have told me about that. He got me on the Bob Leftsets, and yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was talking about that last time. Yeah, he's pod, he, he's a, a writer, and he does a podcast, and he he interviews very similar to this. But mm. what I love about him is he asks the questions that nobody else asks, and literally makes yeah. the artist or producer or manager slow down and go mm. over step by step. How did you get here? What was your feelings like, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, it's really neat can, you know, cause mm. no one ever really, I feel like radio people don't talk that way to artists or managers cause they're afraid to ask these questions. And he really dives in and shows yeah. the vulnerability side and, and, and the end result is unbelievable what these people open up to and dive into. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. And you don't Maybe get that radio, radio, radio interview. Yeah, you know, you might only get a 10-minute slot on the radio to ask some quick questions. You don't really get to delve in too deeply. Yeah, that's great. um, Yeah, that's the beauty of the podcast. So, um, you know, I even kind of did this for myself to open myself up a little bit more instead of just going, you know, day to day and not really thinking about really what what I'm doing or what I've done. So it's just to just to put on the brakes a little bit and actually talk about what's going on. And, um, yeah, I just, I've just found it really, really interesting and 
talking to a lot of different musos and yeah. um, you know people I haven't met like yourself. Um, Absolutely, it's been been really good. So yeah, I'm excited because. Uh-huh. You know, I, it's funny as I listened to the podcast you did with Todd, and yeah. I was like, "Am I listening to this because it's Todd speaking, or am I listening to this <laughs> because I'm actually like interested?" And I was captivated by the whole thing. You know, it's like, and I was like, "This guy's really good at this, and it's so natural and everything." So, I think you're killing it, man. Oh, cheers! Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, absolutely. you know, Todd. Todd was fantastic. You know, it's still one of my favorite episodes i've done to date so um yeah i've been looking forward to getting you on you know um for the for the other side of the story you know yeah there's always two sides to a story so for sure um nice to finally get you on the show yeah appreciate you were you um you were born in the u.s yep born in kentucky kentucky Kentucky. yep just a bunch of rednecks that's all we are (laughs) awesome Awesome. (laughs) bunch of rednecks love it yeah. <laughs> Ever been to Australia? Never been to Australia. So mm-hmm. we plan on touring down there. You know, Todd, uh-huh. obviously, from Australia, he knows all about yeah. it. So he's like, yep, we're going to be. So we might even write our next album in Australia. We talked about going down there and just getting placed on the beach for, you know, two or three months and surf in the morning and write all day. Go to a bar, have yeah, some drinks. Yep, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we've got some nice beaches down here, which uh, I'm ashamed to say I don't get down to often enough. Yeah, um, that's usually how it goes. Right there, there. I don't belong on the beach, but <laughs> <laughs> I get sunburnt pretty easy. But you go at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm fascinated with the US. Like so much music history, movies. Um, I, I went to LA like. Maybe twelve years ago, more than that, twelve years ago or so. Yeah. Just because I read Motley Crue, The Dirt, really, all the yeah, basically, and then you know went up to Seattle because of the whole grunge thing, and yeah. I'm just just totally fascinated. So I haven't got to Nashville or you know even Chicago and that, those sort of places yet. So Nashville's great. Yeah, yeah. there's just tons of musos in Nashville, and everyone's just. just- Playing every night. Well, not at the moment, obviously, but I could pick a stick up out of my front yard and throw it mm. and hit a musician. That's yeah, where a diamond does. It's crazy. Yeah. But what's so cool about that too is everybody's in it to win it, and everybody tries yeah. to help each other out because they know the struggle because they're going through the exact same thing. Mm. So unlike L.A., I feel like Nashville is uh, it's a little different because. It's such it's a big small town and everybody knows everybody. So everybody's really cool about helping each other out. But what's weird about Nashville is nobody really likes to go out and listen to music. <laughs> I feel oh. like or if like you'll go to a place and there'll be some of the best rock band you've ever heard and the room is full of musicians and they're all just standing there just doing this, like judging. <laughs> you know, they're like, I can do that or like he missed the note. Yeah. And it kinda of sucks the joy out of it a little bit. So that's why Todd yeah. and I really even play here in Nashville because mm. it's hard to get anybody to come out to see a show. The only time people mm. ever want to go see a play is if you're playing covers because everybody just want to have a drink and go out in the background and stuff like that. So it's like we've been in bands in the past where we just road dogged it out to the point where it's not fun anymore. And we're like, we're not going to do that. We're going to take a different approach. 
we haven't mm. even played a single show in Nashville. We're just like, mm. we're going to write, release, record, produce, that kind of thing. And then the live aspect will come, I think, when people are ready to see us play. I guess it's kind of like that in Melbourne too. Yeah, really? You sort of mention it. Yeah, it's hard to get people out to shows. People go out, but they're either, you know, just going out for a drink to see friends and yeah. I don't know, the music sort of becomes a background thing. Uh, yeah, unless it's cover bands. Like we've got a nice pub up the road here with a massive band room, but it's all tribute bands and cover bands and or you know, well-known sort of artists. There's nothing for local bands um, or or artists, which kind of sucks because this side of town where I live, there's just there's no no opportunities for sort of up-and-coming musos or That's indie cool. musos. Um, yeah, it's rough. It is, yeah. There's a few places here so, in town that people know that if you go there, you're going to listen to the music. So you have like the Bluebird, which is world famous, the Listening Room, which is one of my favorites, and it's singer songwriters, you know. So you're not going to see go there and see like a huge rock band. It's you'll see the guy that wrote a song for Brett Eldridge. You're like, oh, that guy wrote that song. But it's always quality players, and everybody sits down, they shut up, and they listen. They're there to yeah. soak in the music. Uh, the Basement. It's one of my favorite places here in town to go watch bands play. And it's like, it's just a known thing. When you go there, you shut up. When the band plays, you sit back and you, you digest and you listen. And I found some mm-hmm. of the best music ever in those places. Yeah, but, yeah. The, but they're very rare here in town, you know. There's live music in every bar, but nobody ever really is paying attention to it. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. How is that? Unless you're down on What's Broadway, down in the main drag, yeah. it's all cover bands and it's all tourists. So they're all... It's its, own, it's its own breed of people and musicians down there. Some of the best musicians in the world play on Broadway. But, uh, you know, it's just no one ever wants to play on Broadway because it's all cover bands. Is there um, a lot of musos, you know, well-known guys that sort of come to Nashville to write specific albums? For sure. Um, I, think, was it, I think Bon Jovi, didn't he go to Nashville? Like, well, it was probably 10 years ago. Yeah, what's the attraction of that for the for the musician? Is it the people that are in Nashville to write with, or is it producers in Nashville, or just so that they get the feel of Nashville on that album? I think it's a little bit of all of it. I mean, it's it's an yeah. exciting like Nashville's such an exciting. It's like going to New York City. If you're young, you've never been to New York, correct? No, New York has this this flow about it. And it's it's a vibe like you get sucked into the vibe, mm-hmm. or it sweeps you under and you just get lost in it. And it's one or the other. It's like the city is alive. You're walking down the streets, the smells, the sounds, the sewers, the people. It, it's just it's like it's an it's a it's a living organism. And I feel like Nashville is that way when it comes to musicians. We're yeah, all yeah. like I said, we're all in this together, and everybody's a musician. So to even survive or be able to play out at a bar or shows or to mm. be able to do rights, you have to be good. You've got to have some type of skill or talent to even survive in this crazy fishbowl they call Nashville. So yeah. people come here to be inspired by that. And you will find the best musicians in the world in Nashville right down the street. and You'll never even know it. 
yeah. but you know it's, it's full of some of the the best musicians you've ever come across. So people come here because of that. The session players, you could mm. rent a studio today and have all the best players that have played on every major track you can think of in that studio to record your stuff if yeah. you want to. You know, and there's not too many cities in in this country that you can do that and pull those type of connections out that fast. Do you, um, when you're sort of out and about in town and that sort of thing, do you sort of uh, see famous people that have come to town or that you would see someone famous just sort of walking around or? Yeah, there are famous people walk around everywhere in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's rare to go out and not see somebody that's famous. Yeah. yeah. But that's why people love Nashville too is because nobody bothers them. There is no paparazzi. Just say, they probably don't get hassled like they would in LA. Or they can live a life here. They can go out to yeah. dinner. They could take their kids to get ice cream or go see a movie, and nobody's going to heckle them. Yeah. So it's like all these movie stars, like Johnny Depp's apparently got a house here now. Justin Timberlake has a house here. Like all these major artists have some sort of place here in Nashville because it's it's. Like I said, it's a big, small town. It's It feels small. It doesn't feel like a big town. It has a small town mentality, for now at least. Mm. They keep on blowing it up. There's more cranes in Nashville right now than anywhere else in the country. They're throwing buildings up left and right. Everybody's moving here. And you guys, um, you just went through a, a tornado back in, was it March? Yeah, missed us by two blocks. Wow. Yeah, two blocks over, eviscerated. And only blew my lawn chairs over. <laughs> well, Nashville has seen. Uh, it's been a rough year. So we started with a tornado, moved to the pandemic, then we had another windstorm that was pretty much like a tornado. Now we've had riots. So this has been an interesting six months. <laughs> We're like, what's next, yeah, zombies? Yeah. I know, man. We're only halfway through. Like we started with bushfires here in January. Oh really? yeah, you guys had bushfires. And then, yeah, the whole COVID thing and that's sort of still dragging out. But, um, yeah, I think just across the world, you know, it's just been a rough year, yeah, sure a rough start to the decade. Yep. 2020. But what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, at least I've been told that. <laughs> so we'll see. I hope I so. so. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that too and I hope it's true. It's true. We're going to oh. test it out, that's for sure. Jeez. Yeah. Well, been an uh, absolute pleasure talking to you, Chuck. Hey, I appreciate you oh. for having me on. I really do. I hope uh, when you guys make it down to Australia, whenever that might be, you know, I think international travel isn't looking good for the next, uh, I think someone said July 2021. So oh, yeah. I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, that's only, well, it's a year away, I guess, yes, but, but it sounds like so much has happened all already this year um july 2021 sounds like you know so far away so yeah, it does. Hopefully, yeah hopefully we all get stronger and and make it through okay yep um, absolutely take care with the riots over there yep i think we'll if i hear any more gunshots i'll let you know <laughs> yeah maybe turn the lights off and right <laughs> jump under <laughs> the bed <laughs> oh, hey man i appreciate crazy. you yeah, no, it's been lovely to chat. Congrats on um, all the singles you've released so far. Look forward Thanks. to more. Yep. Um, I'll put some links in the show notes to the White Wolves and um, uh, everyone can go and check it out. And It's been awesome. a pleasure. You too. Thanks, buddy.
Have a good one. Say good day to Todd for us. I will. <laughs> See you. Right, take care.